0: Hi, thank you so much for staying connected to Passionate Life Church and joining us online. Get ready for an awesome message. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? You made it through the first snow on Sunday. Come on, good to see you guys today. I want to welcome you to Passionate Life Church. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you that do not know me, I want to welcome everybody that is watching us right now on YouTube and listen to our podcast. Hey, thank you for watching and listening and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right, we kicked off a brand new series last week called Above All it's a very it's a very it's a very timely message for us today as uh, we are in a an election season and I don't know about you but I'm going to be really disappointed uh, once election is over and I'm not going to be able to see all of those political commercials and and the 25 flower fires I get every single day do you know what I'm saying um, not really. Okay, and, and so during this time of, of high emotions, people are, are really emotional right now, and, and uh, just what's going on with our cultural tension, it is important for us to know that above being Democrat or Republican or Independent or identifying with our nece- ethnicity, we are Christians. Above all else, we are Christians. We do not worship a president. We worship a king, okay? And he doesn't live in a white house. He is sitting on the throne, and he is in full control of everything that happens. So above all else, we are Christians. We are seeking the eternal kingdom, not a temporary kingdom. Last week we kicked out the, the series and, and our launching passage was from Matthew 6.33 and we talked about worry because we read the passage in context and it's a worry sandwich, right? There's Jesus talks about worry uh, on top and then he talks about worry on the bottom of the passage. Then in the middle he says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and God will give you all that we Need, Amen. And so today, part two today, the subtitle to our series Above All Else is Whose Voice Are You Following? Whose Voice Are You Following? Come on, let's pray and we'll get into God's Word today. Father, I thank you for this moment today. God, I thank you for every person that's here today and watching online, God, Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you would invade our hearts and our minds, that you would open our hearts and mind to understand your word today, Father. This is Your moment today, God. So we give you this moment to you in Jesus' name. Father, we just pray for all the fires that are happening in our state today, God. God, we just pray that you would put them out right now in Jesus' name, God. Just put the fires out. Stop them from spreading, Father, in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We give you all the glory and honor and praise today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. So last week, Um, Sure, we we can clap for prayer. That's good. (laughs) Last week, our launching scripture was Matthew 6.33. We're going to read the same words of Jesus today, except from a different book. We're going to read it from uh, Luke's book, the Gospel of Luke. He says the same words, but his context is slightly different of what I want to talk about today. So let's go ahead and read it today, Luke 12, 29-32. Jesus says this, and don't be concerned about what to eat, what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world, but your Father already knows your needs. And we talked about last week how worry is a great adversary to us seeking the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. You just leave that passage up for a moment. The first thing I want you to see here is that we serve a happy God, we serve a happy God. God that brings him great delight to give us the kingdom of God. We serve a happy God. You, you need to know that today that that God is delights in us. He is happy with us. If you are a Christian today, you're probably here today because either you are a Christian or you're curious about Christian. You're watching today maybe because you're curious about becoming a a Christian right today. And and as Christians, listen to me, as Christians today, our Heavenly Father is happy with us. We are called His favorites, right? That's what the favor of God is, is His followers are His, His favorite, and so He delights in us. He is happy with us. And the one sentence I want to hone in today on uh, for the rest of our, our, our time, because I feel like it's really important as Christians Uh, that we understand when we become Christians, we are part of God's flock. We are part of Jesus's flock. He says this, don't be afraid, little flock. Don't be afraid, little flock. Now, when Jesus would travel from town to town, this was an illustration that the people during this time would have understood because there was sheep everywhere. There was was farmers everywhere. There was flock of sheep everywhere. And so Jesus, being the amazing teacher that he is, would always use uh, relevant uh, illustrations to help the people understand what he was talking about. And so in this passage, he calls us his flock. And so what does that mean that we're a part of Jesus' flock? Well, he answers this in John 10, 26 through 29. Let's go ahead and read it. Jesus says this, but you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. So he's saying, hey, if you're not part of my flock, you're not going to believe my words. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. That's an a, important distinction here, that Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice and they follow me. That's why becoming a Christian, it's important that we follow Jesus with our lives because just believing that there is a God, that that Jesus had existed at one point in time, listen, the demons believe that too, okay? The demons believe in God. They know Jesus and they're terrified of him. That's why Jesus says, listen, they listen to my voice and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me for my Father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. Just leave that passage up for a moment. Two times Jesus used the word snatch, right? He uses this word snatch, and it's because we have a real enemy, okay? We have a real enemy. His name is the devil who is trying to snatch things from our lives. He's trying to snatch our peace. He's trying to snatch our joy. He's trying to snatch our future. He's, he's trying to snatch things from our lives. And the only way the devil can snatch things from our lives is if we go outside of the flock of God and we refuse to listen to the voice of Jesus and follow him. Because Jesus is saying, listen, our daddy is the most powerful daddy of all. Our father, man, got him you stay in the flock. God is going to protect us. He's not going to let Satan snatch anything from our lives. My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Now, I know we have blended church experiences and, and different uh, how long you've been a Christian and people that are watching online from all over the world, and, and so I know you're at a different places in, in life, and, and you've heard different doctrines and theology when it comes to hearing the voice of the Lord. I know for Don and I, we have two. And and the last church that we, we came from was a very large church. The executive pastor pulled me into his office one day, and he said, nobody talks like you. And I said, what do you mean nobody talks like me? You talk like you have conversations with God. I said, yeah. He goes, well, we don't believe that here. We We only believe that the lead pastor gets words from the Lord and and we just kind of follow his lead. And I looked at him and I said, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you because that is not what Scripture says. Jesus says that my followers, my sheep will hear my voice and follow me. And so listen, listen and, and listen, I know why a lot of pastors won't preach this it's because it's dangerous okay It's dangerous because for thousands of years people have have manipulated and used you know the name of god to to start wars to kill people to do you know a lot of bad things and and But as your pastor, I don't want you to fully rely on me to get a word from the Lord. I want you to hear the voice of God for yourself because it is the greatest gift that God has ever given me. It is the greatest gift that God has ever given me that I can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit for myself. And that's what I want as your pastor. That's what I want for you. Because it's it's the greatest gift that God has ever given us to be able to lead and guide us and discern the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Now, now listen. There's three voices. There's three voices that we we hear. One, there's um, a demonic voice. There's there's the voices that Satan. You know, he plants ideas in our minds and our hearts and and to, to trip us up and. Try to get us to to fall into temptation. And then there's our voice, which is usually the, the biggest obstacle to us hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then there's the Holy Spirit's voice, okay? There's God's voice. Now listen to me. I have never heard an audible voice from God. I've never heard it, okay? And the reason why God usually doesn't speak in an audible voice is because he doesn't have to. Because If you are a Christian today, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, and he speaks from within. Okay? He speaks from within. And and now, it takes some practice, it takes some discernment, but one of the ways that that we can discern that is God speaking, and I got a whole bunch of pro tips today in hearing the voice of God, uh, but many times the voice of God sounds very similar to your voice. He just doesn't talk like us. Okay? The voice of the Holy Spirit, because it's coming from inside of you, it will sound similar to your voice. It just won't talk like you. Okay, let me, let me give you an example before we get into the points today. Um, I, I just remember I was just so I was in real estate and I was just so set in buying a house. I was just so set on buying a house because that's what you do in life, right? You 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 grow up, you get a real job, and then you buy a house, right? You get a mortgage, and I just remember sitting in a car with these these two people, and and they were getting ready to sell their house and. Uh, but they were also thinking about renting it, and I was sitting in the back seat of this car, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, you should rent that house. He said, like, you should rent it. And I was like, God, that is not what mature adults do, okay? They buy a house, right? And he just said, you should rent it. You should rent it from them. You shouldn't buy it. <laughs> And I completely, ignored the ho- I completely ignored the voice of the Holy Spirit. Six months later, the bubble happens, right? And I, you know, and I have an asset that is now worth $100,000 less than what I paid for, it, okay? And it's those types of voices that, that God is trying to lead us. He's trying to warn us. And many times you have to make a bunch of mistakes to begin to realize, wait a minute, that was the voice of the Holy Spirit. But again, it is the greatest gift that that I can help you discern the voice of God for your life. Because God has so much wisdom for us. You know, all that 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 I have in my life is literally from Jesus. It's literally from the leading of the Holy Spirit, this, this building, this church, everything that, that we have, it's because we, we follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I, to, I wanna help you do that today. I wanna help you do that today, okay? So, number one, point number one how to hear God's voice? Read your Bible. You're like, really, pastor? I thought you were just going to give me something, you know, revolutionary. Like, last week you told me to pray. This week you telling me to read my Bible. Come on. Listen, listen. When you're learning to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life, you need to already know how God speaks, okay? He wrote a whole book for us. Every word in this book is inspired by the Holy Spirit. He already wrote a book for us, okay? And so when we read this book or we listen to this book, I listen to the Bible a lot on my Bible app. When we read or listen to this book, we start to understand how God speaks. And so we need to know how God already speaks. And so it's important that we have a relationship. We are Bible relational. Come on, that we have a relationship with our Bible because God already wrote a book for us, and it helps us to recognize when God is speaking to us. Number two, number two, see See number one, right? Like match things up that you're hearing with God's word. Match things up. It's why it's important to know God's word because many times he's not going to speak something outside of what he's already written, okay? What he's already said. It's very important that we align what we are hearing with scripture, okay? Let me give you, let me give you an example, okay? If, if someone comes up, to you, if someone comes up to you and says, I just believe that God wants me to get a divorce. I just believe that God is calling me to get a divorce. Now, listen, God has given us intelligence. He's given us logic. He's given us reason, okay? There are some marriages that are abusive. There's adultery that is happening. Now, that isn't An automatic for divorce. That's why we we go through Christian counseling and and all of that. But when someone says that to me or when someone says that to us, what do we do? We go to Scripture. What does God say about this subject, okay? All right. The survey says, go ahead and put up Malachi 2.16. What does God say? He says, "'For I hate divorce,' says the Lord, the God of Israel." To divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Many scholars believe whenever you see the Lord of heaven's armies, this is literally Jesus in the Old Testament speaking. So guard your heart. Do not be unfaithful to your wife. Now, if you've gotten divorced before in your life, listen to me. God doesn't hate you, okay? God doesn't hate you. God hates divorce. Why does he hate divorce so much? Because Jesus says marriage is when one man and one woman become one. They they become one with one another. And what divorce does, divorce rips them apart. It rips them apart, and it causes a lot of pain. It causes a lot of hurt, and God hates to see his children in pain. He hates to see them go through something that, that is so awful. And Then if there's kids involved, there is even more pain. There's even more hurt. And so God doesn't hate the people that get divorced. He hates what divorce does to, to, to families and people and and children, okay? And so this is a very easy. If, you know, you feel like, man, this person is Satan, because people do this, okay? People do this. I grew up in an era of thus saith the Lord, okay? I grew up in this era of thus Saith the Lord, where where people would speak things into your to your life, and and um, it was very scary time for me as a as a kid, right? It was a very scary time for me as a kid. And so what we do is we align everything with what God has already spoken. Okay. And I and again, I know this is this is a dangerous teaching, but I want to create a dangerous church. Okay, I want to create a dangerous church that is hearing from God, that is hearing from the Holy Spirit, that your family is being led by God, and you are hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit for yourself. I, uh, I went to a Christian university, I went to a Christian college, and um, again, this is part of why Many preachers avoid this, this topic because people use it in the wrong ways. People use it in the wrong ways. I kid you not. I wish I was kidding about this, okay? I went to a Christian Bible college, and, and men and women alike, girls and boys, use this as a pickup line, okay, and also as a way to dump someone. I feel like God is telling me we need a date. I am not joking. I did. And it worked too, okay? It worked, okay? And then, right then, listen, it's not you, it's not me, it's Jesus. Jesus doesn't want us to date anymore. I'm not getting, like, it, it's really convenient, right? And so people have manipulated this, they've used it wrong, okay? And I just, And that's why so many people don't don't want to teach about it, because people use it in a wrong way. But it's one of the greatest gifts that you could ever receive from God, is to be able to discern and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Point number three, point number three, God is speaking and you're not listening. God is speaking and you're not listening or you don't like what he's saying right? Listen, God is always talking to us. He is always speaking to us. It's whether or not we want to listen to what he is, what he's saying. Listen, for years, I was afraid to pursue God because I was afraid of what he was going to say to me. This was a real fear of mine. When I was a, when I was a teenager when I was in my early 20s, I was just afraid of what God, I, I didn't want to go to the altar because I was afraid that God was going to tell me to move to Africa and live in a mud hut for the rest of my life. And I was like, God, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. And, and so it was such a, that's why Jesus says, do not be afraid, little flock. I'm not going to tell you something horrible that I want you to do with your life. Your father is happy with you. Your father wants to delight in your life, and he has a hope and a future. He has great things in store for you. Man, that is the voice of the deceiver, the the liar, who says you need to be afraid because God's going to tell you to do something that you're not going to want to do. And so many times, God is speaking. We just don't like what he is saying. Uh, I remember uh, I was in this place in my life. I was just really frustrated with God because he wouldn't speak anything to me or what I thought he wasn't talking anymore. He wasn't giving me guidance and leading me. I was just really frustrated. I'm like, God, why aren't you talking to me anymore? And this is what he said to me. He says, because Andrew, you were obedient to the last thing I told you to do. And so many times, this obedience, follow me, is really important in listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and keeping him talking. Obedience is really important to God. And so if you feel like God has gone silent on you, go back to the last thing that he told you to do and do that. And be obedient to that. See, God isn't just talking to talk. He's talking because he's leading. He's guiding. He's asking us to obey and so God is always talking. Maybe we're just not listening or we just don't like what he is saying. I had a, uh, an awesome professor. He was a, a psychology professor. And uh, his name was Dr. Boyd. He was about 72 years old when I took his class. It was by far my favorite favorite, favorite class, and it was a unique class. I think he made it up. I think he just created his own class, and it was a small lab of about six to eight students would take it at a time. And what he did, he would he, he blended psychology and a, the prophetic gift from the Holy Spirit, and he would blend it. And he did it at such a high level. I mean, we're talking, you spend 30 minutes with him and you are weeping, okay? Like he is reading your mail. He is telling you about all your daddy issues. I mean, I'm seriously Like he just did it at a very, very high level. And, and man, I just, I will never forget the things that Dr. Boyd had taught me in that class. And one of the things that he spoke into my life that I will never, ever forget is that he used to ask the, the, the class a question. He said, Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Now, if the answer is no, then then his response would be different. But if you have a relationship with Jesus, that means you've confessed with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. If you have a relationship with God, why would he tell somebody else something about you and not tell you first? If you have a relationship with Jesus, okay, and he's talking to you and you are reading his word and you are, you know, discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit, why would he tell somebody else something about you and not tell you first? And this has just been a rule of my life, okay, that when someone speaks into your life, it is to confirm what God has already spoken to you if you have a relationship with Jesus, God uses people to confirm the truth, to confirm promises that God has been dealing with you all week long. I, I love this. Many of you you, don't, many of you, you don't think God speaks to you, right? You're like, man, God, God doesn't talk to me, and, and I can prove it to you that he does. Because many of you, every single week, you come up to me and you say, that was a good word. God had been dealing with me. I've been hearing this all week long. That's because God has been speaking to you all week long and he uses me through the Holy Spirit to confirm what God has been speaking to you. Every single week, many of you are like, oh, I so needed to hear that. Why do you think you needed to hear that? It's because God's been speaking to you. He's been leading you to come to church and to get confirmation to what God has already been speaking into your life. You hear from God. Listen, you hear from God. Most of the time, we're just not listening or paying attention because there's so many voices that are coming in our life. And, and we go to CNN or Fox News before we, we go to the good news, before we go to scripture. And we have all of these voices on social media that we go to. And, and you know, before we go to the Holy Spirit, before we have conversations with God, we're having conversations with our friends. and And we wonder why our lives are so riddled with worry and anxiety and stress and we're so worried about everything. It's because we, we, we go to the phone before we go to the throne. Come on, somebody. God is always speaking to us and he wants to confirm in us what he's already been speaking throughout the week. Point number four, point number four. When God speaks, he shakes things. When God speaks, he shakes things. Hebrews 12, 25 through 27. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. So if you heard any doctrine or theology that God isn't speaking anymore, the writer of Hebrews pretty much gets rid of that idea, right? He says, be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. God is speaking to us. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Again, who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. I need my prop. Listen, when God speaks, he shakes things. When, when God speaks, he begins to shake things. What has happened to our life over the last six, seven months? God has been shaking up our lives. He's been shaking up our lives. And many times he shakes our lives because we're holding on to things that we need to let go. There's been some things we've been holding on to so tightly, and God is just, he's shaking us so that we would just let some things go that don't need to be in our life. You look at when the Holy Spirit first came in that upper room, right? When the Holy Spirit first came, right? There was a wind, and then the the, the building shook, right? Right? The building shook, and then there was was fire. When God speaks, he shakes things. And I believe that he's shaking the church over the last several months, and he's shaking his people. And, And listen, listen to me. God doesn't need a woke church. He needs a church that's awakened to the things of God. He needs a church that's willing to be shook up. Have you ever been shaken awake? It's not very comfortable, right? It's not, it's not very pleasant to be shaken awake. But Matt, right now, God is using this time. He didn't cause the coronavirus or the shutdown, but he's using it to shake his people. He said, are you awake yet? Will you stand up for me? I'm shaking the church today. we'll will we be a people, will we be a church that's awakened to the spirit of God, that will follow the spirit of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 12, 28 through 29. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, man, we're, we're moving towards an eternal kingdom that is unshakable. Let, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. I could preach a whole series on those two, two words holy fear and awe. For God is a devouring fire. God is a devouring fire, right? Come on, wind came. The Holy Spirit shook the upper room, right? Because when God speaks, he shakes, and then fire came. God is bringing fire to his church. He's bringing fire to individuals that will allow God to consume the things that shouldn't be in us. God sends fire to purify us, to get rid of the things that don't need to be there any longer. God is looking for a church that's on fire. He's looking for some people that are on fire, that are allowing the Holy Spirit to purify them, to shake loose things that shouldn't be there. Listen to me. One of the biggest obstacles to hearing the voice of God is holding on to unforgiveness. That's one of the biggest things that that blocks us from hearing the Holy Spirit is unforgiveness. Man, some of you today need to let go. You need to forgive that person today in your heart, in your mind. Listen, let God shake loose some things that are blocking you from hearing the voice of God. Another thing that blocks the voice of God is unrepentant sin. When we just let sin hang out in our lives, And it will block the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important that we repent every single day. We say sorry to God for screwing up today. Have have you ever had someone do something to you that was really bad, that was really wrong, but they came up to you and they said sorry? It just kind of like diffuses the situation, right? And your heart is open to receive from them Again, that's what happens when we go before the Lord. We screw up, and listen, we we all screw up every single day, okay? So let's not pretend anybody's perfect in this place today. And and when we say sorry to God and we repent, it it opens, it keeps those channels open from you to the Holy Spirit, to you and God. Sometimes God is shaking loose some of the things that we need to let go unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment unrepentant sin. I want to end with this today because I want you to leave with a picture of what it's like for Jesus to be your shepherd. Okay, for Jesus to be our shepherd. And if there's anybody that knew about being a shepherd, it was King David. He was actually a shepherd. And we're going to read probably the most famous Psalm today, Psalms 23 today, and I want you to hide this in your heart today and for this week, okay? Because we need to understand that we follow a shepherd and not a president or a congressman or a governor. We follow a shepherd. We follow a savior. We follow a king, and this is what it's like to follow our king, to follow Jesus. And listen, when David writes this psalm, he's in the worst time, he's in the worst place of his life. His son Absalom is causing a civil war. His son Absalom is actually trying to take over the kingdom, and he's splitting apart his kingdom. Half are going with Absalom, half are going with David. And so he's in like his deepest, darkest moment right now. Like he's depressed, okay? He is depressed right now, and look, just, just look at the words that he pens today, let's Let's start Psalms 23. He says this, the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. Come on, when we seek the kingdom of God first, above all else, we remind ourselves that we are Christians. We lack nothing. God will provide all of our needs when we seek the kingdom of God First, when we're reminded that he is our shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. You see that, you see that word, makes? <laughs> David is talking about, this is in context to, there would be these lambs, okay, these hyperactive lambs, okay, that would not rest. They, they would just jump around. They would just, just run everywhere. and they, they wouldn't stay with the flock. They would just, just run and get lost in the woods or jump off a cliff. And, and they, would just, they just would not rest. And so what the shepherd would do, they would gently, this is what the word they use. they said gently break their legs and make them lie down in green pastures. I feel like this time... This season that we're in, God has made a lot of us lay down. He's broken some things in our lives. And listen, man, when we follow Jesus, there, is, there are seasons of breaking, and they're good. There's been times in my life where God has completely broken me down. And listen, it's not to hurt me, and it's not, it's not to hurt us. When, when God's breaking things in our life, it's not to hurt us. It's actually to help us in the long run. He makes us rest in green pastures. For some of us today, we need need to allow the Holy Spirit to allow us to rest. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Let's continue. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I'm in a low point in my life, things are not going good, my son is trying to take over my kingdom, even though we're in a pandemic and and, and we have to wear a mask and, and all this stuff is going on, even though we're in the current situation that we're in, God is still with us and he is in control. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Come on. Even in the darkest valley. Now listen, we have a sign outside that said, it's okay not to be okay. And it is. It's okay not to be okay to go through shaking moments and breaking moments, but God doesn't want us to stay that way. And we see that in the Psalms, right? He doesn't say, and God keeps me in the darkest valley and I can never get out. No, 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 no. He doesn't say that. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before my enemies in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Come on, this is what it's like to follow Jesus, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. He leads us to green pastures. He leads us out of dark valleys. He comes to protect us. He comforts us. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. And at the end of the day, God wants our cup to overflow. This week, come on. This week, be reminded that you're listening to the voice of God. Jesus is our shepherd. Stop listening to the voices of the news and the media. Come on, listen to the voice of God. He's got overflowing blessings for our lives. He's got green pastures that he wants to take us through. He's got quiet waters, peaceful waters that he wants us to drink from today. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning as we go into our response time. Maybe you'd say today, pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus, and I I need to to make that commitment today. If you're watching online, bow your head, close your eyes in this moment. Or maybe you'd say, pastor, I've drifted from the truth. I've just been caught up in the things of this world and the other voices, and I need to recommit my life to Jesus today. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you, just slip up your hand today. I just want to pray with you. I just I'm not gonna ask you to do anything embarrassing, yes. Just slip up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hands down. And I just ask today that we would all say this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give him a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. Thank you so much for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. If you'd like more information, you can email us at passionatelifechurch at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, or share this with a friend. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.